didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. And I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney, and this is Scoops Ahoy, a Stranger Things podcast, where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, taking a look at every single episode of Stranger Things. We have made it through all four seasons, so if you are behind, you can go and listen to those episodes, because now we are in the deep, dark void as we wait for season five, which just, like I say, gets deeper and darker every single week. Yes. Everybody's on strike now, so... Who yeah, knows? yeah. Every I'm on strike. I'm just on strike. <laughs> on on strike for being on strike. There you go. Regardless, this week we are doing our top five favorite duos from the show, and there were plenty to choose from, and some people sent in some really clever, some really clever answers. Yeah, there were some creative ones in there too. I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were good. Yeah. So um, before we get going on that, I do want to mention, uh, obviously, people in the Discord saw, but I did go to Comic-Con up in Montreal uh, this past Sunday um, with my wife, and we met Jamie Campbell Bauer and Grace Van Dien and Sean Astin. So that was kind of cool. And here are here are pictures so you guys can see the see the proof of what happened. So yeah, we see Jamie I, and Grace in that one. And then ta-da, Sean Astin. So. so you were kind of like, it was probably the same as I met Mark Paul Gossler. Mm-hmm. All you young kids. He used to be on this hit show called Save by the Bill. Sorry. And young Whitney was obsessed with him. But you had to pay like, and it obviously had to pay for his autograph and a photo, but they like herded you through like cattle. It oh, was like it's super snap, quick. Snap, yeah. Snap. yeah. Cause you're saying like, ask him to be on the podcast. And I'm like, I had, you no had time. no chance. I could, I could say hi, well, love your work and bye. You know, it was, yeah. I didn't know. Cause sometimes they'll have them. Like when I met the guys from the office, like I met mm-hmm. um, Oscar and we met Creed. They were at a booth. Okay. And you yeah. could like, and Oscar took so much time to like sit and talk to us. Like he was super nice. Yeah. So I didn't know. I figured Jamie and Grace. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were cool. I mean, and, and very personable and they, they did a whole panel discussion first um, and answered a lot of questions. And um, so I'll get back to that in a second, but then they did the kind of the photo thing, which is li- literally three seconds. You go in, you have time to shake a hand. You have time to put arms around people, yep. take a picture Okay, see you. Nice to meet you. Bye. It is that quick. Yeah. But then we went back and we met Jamie and got his autograph. So we just took the picture that we took of us. And, oh. and so then you have a little bit more time to talk. And so I actually asked him, I'm like, hey, what are the chances? You know, it's not going to hurt to ask, you know, you'll be on the podcast. And he's like, it was just such a funny answer. It's just, it's, you, you got to think that these guys got to have answers, you know, in, oh, the, yeah. in the barrel like for everything. Him on the spot. Yeah. Uh, and he's not going to say yes, but, you know, I just want to no. ask just in case. So, uh, and he said, yeah, the idea of me having my voice recorded for posterity on something just, just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Of course, he's saying in his accent, you know, the idea of, you know, me having my voice, you know, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. So, um, which is hilarious because he's an actor so and a singer. Right. So all of his stuff was recorded for posterity every day. Right. But good one, Jamie. Yeah, but it was, it was kind of cute. So. Um, but yeah, so there was uh, a panel discussion with Grace Van Dien and Jamie um, before we had all the photo stuff. And so they did a little bit of interviews with a moderator. It was just very basic stuff. I mean, there wasn't mm-hmm. really any earth shattering. Uh, and then the questions from the audience. And the best question was, it was so hilarious. This little kid comes up 
this little boy, and he must have been 10 or 12. He was like just this adorable little boy. And he comes up to the microphone and he goes, I have a question for Jamie. And I'm just wondering, in Stranger Things, did you prefer killing Chrissy or Max better? <laughs> Which is just good. Such a great, just a great right? question. Yeah. And, and of course, the whole place just erupts in laughter and it's just, and, and Jamie's just tripping out and having a great time. Um, and then he actually answered it and he said, um, you know, if, if you're, if you're putting me on the spot, you know, I'm probably Chrissy if I had to choose, cause you know, Grace is sitting right next to him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just because of the situation in the environment or whatever. But it was, it was so funny, this little kids, you know, cause we got yeah. all these questions about, you know, what was your favorite part of shooting and how was the makeup and blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. this little kid stuff. So, anyway. I okay. was shocked at how tiny she is. She is tiny. Yeah. She is very tiny and she's very quiet. Oh, and, I, I, and you yeah. can tell she's quiet from those photos. Yeah, just very shy. I mean, I'm going to guess in the 45, 50 minutes of the thing, she maybe said 30 words. You know who her father yeah. is, right? Yeah, Casper Van Dien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, sci fi. Yeah, star. he was like, uh, like Battleship Troopers or one of those things or something like that. I think he was. Yeah, in, he was. Or, well, he was just in every possible, like, 90s. made for, like, for the sci fi channel. Like, right. Yeah, movies back uh, but yeah, she was she she just she was just so, and I don't think I was really nervous. I just I just think it was just really shy. But fortunately, Jamie just I mean, you flip a switch and he'll just talk all day mm-hmm. about everything, and he'll just kind of ramble. And but so it was fun. We had a, was we had a Sean up there with them? No, no, Sean. Uh, Sean was there more in his Lord of the Rings capacity because oh, um, yeah. one of his co-stars, uh, Billy, help me. Uh, was there and they did a they did a panel um discussion and the two was of them, he the other like hobbit yeah yeah the mary not mary and Pippen, not the but, one from but yeah from lost but the other one right right yeah yeah, okay. yeah not dominic monaghan but the other one uh was there yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so they did a panel discussion and they did photos together and stuff too so but yeah so okay cool. top five I'm ready for I, okay. I'm, I'm not ready and I'm gonna be honest I I threw mine together at the last second and there's just too many choices and I didn't put a lot of thought into this guys. So I, I, I thought about it a little bit because I didn't want to just do the standard ones, but then I kind of wound up doing the standard ones, but I'm going to start. <laughs> mine with, are very basic. Mine's mine's a little bit not standard. So my number five is Nancy and a gun because she's just such a badass, and I just love everything about her character. And I actually went back and like flipped through it just to see all the times that she has a gun. I mean, she starts with the target practice with Jonathan when mm-hmm. they're out in the field and then she's pointing the gun at Steve to get him to leave the house when the Demogorgon's coming. Then she shoots at the Demogorgon quite a few times. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of season two, after the Lost Sister episode, when they're in the house, uh, Hopper's trying to give the shotgun to Jonathan. Yeah. And Nancy's like, I'll take it. Yeah. And, that's and then, probably my favorite Nancy moment. Yeah. That that was really good. And then there's a the whole thing when the mind flayer comes in the cabin and she's like, you know, shotgun, 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 shotgun. Mm-hmm. Then she is in the parking lot at the mall when Billy is driving up and shooting Billy in the car. Mm-hmm. And then she goes into the war zone and she's buying the guns and Jason's right there. And then in the field later on in the season, when um, Dustin and Eddie are doing their kind of play fighting, she's sawing off the barrel on the shotgun. And then she's the one at the end in the Creel house who shoots five shots into Vecna, eventually having him fall out mm-hmm. the window. So I just thought Nancy and a gun was a very oh, good yeah. dude. I like it. Pairing, so. My next one is just because of my unending love for the whole never ending story bit. And it has to be Dustin and Susie. They're just such an adorable duo and we don't get enough of them, but 
they're just so cute and I just love everything about them. My third one is bittersweet and that's the Eddie and Chrissy um, duo because you just, you just feel like you got so cheated, but then at the same time, you know, it was just such a nice little time capsule and they had their nice little moment and Mm -hmm. you wish it could have been more, but it, but it worked out nicely. Number two is Joyce and Hopper. Um, I just really love them as a couple and their chemistry and especially in season four when they're in Russia and they're in the church and, you know, reunited and she sees the scars on his back and all that kind of stuff. It's just such a great moment. And I really like the two of them and especially, uh, you know, Winona and David's, you know, chemistry with each other yeah. and they, they do a really good job. And then number two has to be Stephen Robin. It can't really be anything else. I just love. You did them backwards. Them. Did you know that? Oh, I did. Didn't I? Yeah. You oh. said number two, Joyce and Hopper. And then you said number two, Stephen Robin. <laughs> so which is your number one? I think Stephen Robin. I, yeah, I, I oh, like Stephen Robin. Robin are your number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I typed them in backwards, but yeah, I did. I, yeah. I typed them in backwards. So all right. I was yeah. actually okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Stephen Robin. Um, mostly just because of the bathroom scene, obviously, when she comes out, which is just mm-hmm. such a great scene. And then all of season four, and you know, especially the bit at the end when he's looking at her and Vicky together and stuff. It's just, it's just such a, a, a neat little scene. And and, and they just Single have such mom who works two jobs, <laughs> but it's just, it's just such a neat because they're a couple, but they're not a couple. They're just, you know, really good oh, I know. friends. And I, I just, I, I love it. So yeah. those are my five. All right. My five at number five, we have Hopper and is it Jim Croach or Jim Croce? Croce. Jim Croce. And he is the singer of, you don't mess around with Jim because Hopper loves that song so much, and it just gives me tingly feelings when I see him singing that song with how much he loves it. So that is my number five. Number four, Lucas and Max. I love, love, love their relationship. I, I'm i a little bit frustrated with it in season four at the beginning, but obviously it comes back around and it's like, you know, amazing by the end. And it's heartbreaking watching Lucas have to watch Max go through that. But I am a little annoyed with Max, you know, pushing Lucas away at the beginning of season four. But other than that, yeah, true. Number three, Steve and Dustin, just because I don't know. Dustin obviously is in his like group of like Lucas, Mike, Dustin and Will. But for some reason, I just kind of always felt like Dustin was a little bit on the outside. And I don't know if it's because Lucas, Mike, and Will all grew up together and Dustin didn't come till fourth grade. Right. Not grew up, but you know what I mean? He didn't come until. So I don't know. I I love that he had like a little friendship outside of the group and he was the one. And I love how Steve kind of takes him under his wing and, you know, gives him tips for the snowball. I just, you know, makes my heart happy. Number two, Mike and Eleven, because... I 100% think they're in game and I love how much they love each other. And I love how they are just, it's very obvious they're meant to be together. Like they're, they're just kind of, no matter what you, what happens, they, they might get in their little tips and it might be annoying and everyone can scream and shout and say, Mike was the worst in season three and he treated 11 terrible but it i don't know it, it's just mike and 11 forever for me okay sure I'm 11 yeah i'm 11 and number one Stephen robin because like you i love their platonic friendship and i love how when they first became friends robin was kind of like oh you know steve 
she used to think of Steve as like the super cool guy. And then she worked with him at Scoops Ahoy and right. realized he was like the biggest dork ever. <laughs> and you then Steve realized how cool Robin was and it just blossomed into the friendship that it is today. Yeah. So, it's really yep. good. Yep. All right. Good lists. Yeah. So those are our two. And we are now on to emails. So we have our first one is from Skipper Melody. She says, hey, Colin and Winnie. First, yes, the SEA, if you guys don't remember, it's from the last episode when we were talking about, I don't remember what SEA stands for. I don't either. I can look while you're doing Society of Explorers and Adventurers. There you go. I think. Something like that. It's, I can't explain it. Just go back and listen to that episode. (laughs) (laughs) She says, the SEO has fictional members from Disney properties. However, they do say that Leonardo da Vinci is part of the SEA. So it gets a bit confusing. Well, yeah. I look at it as a parallel universe directly next to ours that is the same world events happening, but with the secret society playing in certain parts. Second, thank you so much for watching my TikTok. So glad you liked them. I did. I love them. I was like a TikTok spiral. Wormhole. Yeah. Yeah. So Society of Explorers and Adventurers, by the way. I did. Yes, 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 yes. I still don't understand what this is. (laughs) I have no idea. Like, and I love a good, you know, rabbit hole to go down. I I don't get this one. All right, here are Skipper's top five duos. Number five, Dimitri and Hopper. She said, I almost put Alexi and Murray for my last one. Then I remembered this duo. Dimitri and Hopper's friendship in season four is amazing. And I love that they know exactly what to say to each other to get the other to keep going. Number four, Jonathan and Nancy. He helps her in season one. He's immediately on board to help her in season two, despite her getting back with Steve after only a month of waiting. A month of waiting? What do you mean? Immediately on board and hover in season two, despite getting back with Steve Allen after a month of reading Bad Move Nance. I guess. Yeah. Oh, time, I guess it yeah, was a month time. from. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we got it. Okay. He admits to being an idiot in season three for not following Nancy's lead and continues to support her throughout the season. He is scared to tell her where he's going to college because he doesn't want her to give up her dreams for him. Mm-hmm. The entire sequence in episode one of season four where they are talking to Fred and Argyle showcases just how they feel for each other and the way that Jonathan talks about Nancy is so admirable. I just think that they work so well together on screen and I'm excited to see the end to their story in season five. As much as I am a Stancy shipper, I do think she's going to end up with Jonathan. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Over Steve. I think so. Number three, she says, Chrissy and Eddie, their actors have such great chemistry and I think Netflix should make a movie with them in it playing similar roles so we can see how a relationship between them would have worked out. There was so much potential for those characters that never got to be because of mean Vecna. Yeah. I, I feel like the Duffers didn't even see that one coming. No, nobody did. Yeah. That was actually one of the questions at Comic-Con is, is you know, did you have any idea? And she's like, no. I mean, we had, you know, Grace said. Oh, that we, she we, didn't even. Yeah, she, she had no. We had, we had no idea we would become this thing and this meme and this popular, you know. Yeah, she had no clue. She was because she she said I was only in it for one episode. It was a small part, you know. It was just and I, I think was, that they're so likable. Yeah. So, okay, number two, Max and Steve. Steve interacted with Billy in high school and knew just how much of a jerk he was. Then you think about how he looks at Max, and I just wonder if there was ever a part of him that wanted to take that place as a better older brother for her than the one she had. The fact that in Dear Billy, he is consistently the first to worry about how much time she took at at her trailer than how much time she takes at the cemetery. Lucas isn't even as anxious as Steve is. I love this pair and I want to see more from them if Max ever wakes up. I agree. That was that's great. a good call. Yeah, that's and that's one of the unconventional pairs because you wouldn't think, you know, Steve and Max is a pair. But, yeah. but I feel like they they put them, I feel like the Duffers really did put 
Steve and that older brother like like roll my, or you know roll for Max yeah. after Billy yeah. died and I agree yeah and it worked out well um and her number one is Dustin and Steve this was the smartest pairing the Duffers ever made you took the king of Hawkins High and put him with arguably the biggest nerd of Hawkins Middle they both help <laughs> each other so much and they are also comedy gold for the show and they're actually like if you've ever watched them in interviews together they like play off each other really well oh yeah yeah they're really and good Steve, they do like and Joe Keery is just a really great he just seems like he really cares about the littler kids oh yeah on the absolutely. Show. and he always has like he's very protective of them and you know yeah. he'll you know that one interview with mike and um what's that comedian he was i've never uh, seen it he's the narrator <laughs> for the goldbergs what's that guy's Patton name oswald? yes okay Patton oswald made a joke about Finn Wolfhard's name. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being yeah, in yeah. like, and Finn gets pissed and you can see Joe Keery look at him and be like, don't, don't worry about yeah. it. Just, it's yeah. not a big deal. Like, yeah. just I ignore it. One, yeah. you know? I, think we, I think we posted a link to that way back when. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I think that yeah. is like, I just thought that yeah. was so sweet. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Next one's from Penny, age 13 in Texas. She says, I think there's some really obvious great duos, but some less recognized ones, such as Ted and his chicken. That's good. Number five, I want a special nod to Alexi and Joyce. The way Joyce tries to communicate with him is so sweet. And considering the fact that she knows all that all she knows about him is that he's a Russian scientist is pretty brave. Number four, I love the relationship between Hopper and most people, to be honest, but particularly with Joyce. They're both clearly in love with each other, but both believe that they'll hurt the other person. And I just love them. That's a good Number point. That is. Number three, Eddie and Chrissy. These two are just the sweetest. And I love how understanding Eddie is of Chrissy's situation, though he does back out when Vecna gets involved. And I just love the way Chrissy slowly trusts Eddie basically with her life. Number two, Eddie and Dustin. These two were literally made for each other like missing pieces of a puzzle. The way Eddie takes Dustin under his wing as a mama bird is so adorable, especially because of, because of Eddie's odd nature around others. And you can see just how much Dustin looks up to Eddie like his superhero. The scene will forever make me cry when Dustin is trying to explain to Wayne Munson what happened in the Upside Down to Eddie R.I.P. And my number one has to be Robin and Steve. I don't care how many other people have put this because I know I'm not the only one, but they are just so platonic and it makes my heart melt. Steve is so accepting of Robin and though he doesn't like it, understands why they can't date. But I think that makes them all the more better friends. That scene where they're drugged up with the Russians in the bathroom. Oh, when they're drugged up with the Russians and the scene in the bathroom just cracks me up every time. Oh, it's fantastic. Thank you, Penny. All right. Our next email is from Quinn. They say, hey, Colin and Winnie, my favorite duo is Steve and Dustin because their friendship, because their friendship goals, obviously. <laughs> Next is Steve and Robin because they're just so funny together and their side conversations are amazing. Next up, we've got Dustin and Erica because they're both hilarious characters and together they're pretty much unstoppable. That's true. That's a good, that's a good. Yeah, that is true. Yep. My fourth favorite is Murray with the kids in general because none of them really like him. <laughs> he doesn't really like them and their interactions are definitely laughable. Oh, his bits with Erica back and forth in the mall. Oh, yeah. So good, yeah. Fantastic. I'm honestly not sure what my what my last favorite duo is, but it's probably Will and Joyce. Joyce is a great mom and she would do anything for him. Those are my top five duos, but there are definitely more that are amazing. Also, I saw Indiana Jones. It was okay, but some of the action sequences were definitely longer than they had to be. Lastly, I have another music recommendation. If you haven't listened to, is it Laufey? I think it's Laufey, yeah. Laufey? It's L-A-U-F-E-Y. She's amazing. My favorite songs by her are Dear Soulmate from the Start and James. And we've, we'll have we give you a Yeah, link. we'll post a link to um, mm-hmm. Dear Soulmate so you can hear Laufey yep. because that's what Quinn wants. So 
Next one is from Luca. Hey, Colin and Whitney. My name is Luca. I'm almost 12. I'm an avid listener. And here are my favorite duos. Number one, Stancy. I know I might get a lot of hate for this one, but I'm just not a Jancy guy. Number two, Dustin and Eddie. These are my two favorite characters. Sorry, Steve, but you're in third. Rock in peace, Eddie. Next one is Malevin. I might also get hate for this one, but I think they are one of the best couples in Stranger Things. I always like to make edits of them with some of the more sad songs in the show. That's kind of cool. You can send them along, Luca, if you have if you have an edit mm-hmm. you want to share. That'd be cool to see. Next one is Jopper. I just love this one. I thought it was meant to be ever since Joyce went to Hopper when Will went missing in season one. And lastly is Steve and Robin. I love this duo because they just have the best chemistry and they are hilarious. When Robin came out to Steve, I love how accepting he was. And the look he gave at the end of season four when she and Vicky were hitting it off was great. Let's hope Robin and Vicky get together. P.S. There is TV tag in Los Angeles, says Luca. All right, guys, I get it. (laughs) All right. I'm the only person in the world that didn't play TV tag. I know. That's funny. Um, you know what? I do think it is funny that you knew that Joyce and Hopper were going to be a thing. Definitely. And you know, he's definitely in love with her because he loves her in season one and she has terrible hair. Like <laughs> true. Yeah. And fashion. And like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just like kind of a flared corduroy pants and that jacket. Just a, yeah. It's just like yeah. wide leg corduroy. It's like <laughs> look as sloppy as possible. Bless her heart. Yeah. All right, next email. It's from Audrey. She says, hey, guess what? I'm back from camp. Congratulations. I'm glad you made it back. Yes, we were worried. (laughs) We were worried. Here are my top five duos. Number five, Nancy and Robin. And she ends all these with an exclamation point, which I love. I love your enthusiasm. And there's an explanation. Oh, you cut out. Joys and Hopper. Number three, Robin and Steve. Number two, (laughs) Ellen Max. And number one, Dusty Bun and Steve. Love all around. I love it. You're frozen. I don't know if there's anything you can do about it, but we can hear you, but we can't see you. You're, you're stuck in a very unfortunate facial expression, but I'll keep going and you can reconnect or whatever you want to do. Next email is from Harry. Hello, Colin and Whitney. My three favorite duos. Third is Max and Eleven in season three and the first two seasons. There you go. You're back. I know. Uh, way too many of the scenes featured a bunch of male characters and a single female one putting Max and Eleven together brought a new energy to the show, which made me annoyed all over again when I remember the Duffers decided to have Eleven snub Max at the end of season two. Second is Will and the Mind Flayer. Two characters, one actor. I used to know a woman who was active in the local theater scene. She taught kids to act, and one of the big problems she faced was how self-conscious teens could be. They wouldn't go near any scene that might be remotely embarrassing. So when I saw Noah having the seizure at the end of the at, beside the hole that Hopper dug, I thought this kid has courage. He was the best part of season two. And first is Benny and Eleven. I'm never going to get over Benny. Hope you guys are staying cool oh. from Harry in Seattle. That's a good one. Yeah, Benny was yeah not around very long, but but he was he, he was made an good. impact. He did. Okay. Next up, we have an email from Megan. She says, hey, Colin and Wendy, I was so excited when you read my email. I let out a whoop on my commute <laughs> and concerned some of my fellow writers. Anywho, here are my top five dynamic duos in no particular order. She's got Steve and Max. Billy may be Max's stepbrother, but Steve is her true protective brother. This duo brings us some of the greatest Stranger Things moments, like Max threatening to press charges and the car deal. What tugs at my heartstrings is how genuinely worried Steve becomes for Max's safety throughout the Vecna situation. Steve is the one who runs to her side at the gravesite, and dear Billy and his facial expression in volume two when the clock chimes four times and Nancy realizes it's Max is pure distress. 
Next up is Lucas and Erica. As a younger sister myself, I can say that the Duffers were right on the money with depicting this dynamic. The bit where Lucas, Dustin, and Erica are in the kitchen after being questioned by the cops, and Lucas says, if you tell mom or dad or Tina, especially Tina, I will smother you in your sleep, is comedic <laughs> gold. I swear I've had versions of this exact conversation with my older brothers. Deep down, the Sinclairs deeply care about each other and are the best sibs in the show, in my opinion. Yeah, you don't get a lot of Mike and Nancy, to be honest. No, there was that, yeah, the, the scene when they were deciding not to lie to each other and then, and then they lied. to lie to each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephen Dustin. I don't think I need to explain myself on this one because this duo is chef's kiss. Uh, Stephen Robin. I love Stephen Robin, especially in season three. They were hysterical when they were drugged by the Russians and Steve was so respectful when Robin came out to him. And we've got Eddie and Dustin. I still can't talk about these two because it chokes me up and makes me sob, but I love them. I hope Dustin is okay next season, but he'll probably be heartbroken. Gosh darn it, Duffers, why do you do this to us? She also has some honorable mentions, which I love, and they are Joyce and the Magnets, Steve and Farrah Fawcett's Bray, and my favorite is the Lost Sister and the Play Next episode button. <laughs> Thank you for giving us light in this deep, dark, black, bottomless hole. Stay strange, Megan. Thank you, Megan. Next one is from Ellie and Grease. Hey, Colin and Whitney, how are you doing? I realized I practically never asked that, and I was like, well, that's rude. So yeah, hi, how are you? We're both fine, Ellie. Well, I'm fine. I'm assuming you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I hope you're super, super well. I'm pretty good. I'm excited because I'm going on holiday. We leave Crete on the 2nd for the entirety of August. We're going to this oh. village called Arcadico or Arcadian Village. So basically it's a purely residential village. There's like one canteen and the rest are houses and all the residents have summer houses. And there's only a couple people in probably more than 500 homes who live there year round. We go every single summer. I am super excited. Are you going on holiday? Anyway, here are my top five duos. Number five, Stephen Max. Number four, Lucas and Max. Number three, Dustin and Steve. Number two, Dustin and Erica, which is a, mm -hmm. that's a, that's a unique one. And mm -hmm. number one, Steve and Robin. That's it for now. Love Ellie. Yes, I'm going on holiday. We just got actually back from a week in Rhode Island, but in September, my brother and I are going to go drive Route 66 from Nevada to Tulsa, somewhere in that neck of the woods. So we're going to go all kind of through Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. Where are you starting? Oklahoma. We're going to, I'm going to fly into Vegas and we're going to, you know, uh, meet up there and then drive down and catch it kind of around Flagstaff and that part of Arizona and then head east and go through New Mexico and Amarillo. And so we're kind of going backwards, I guess. Uh, and then through Oklahoma. And then we're going to go up to the Twister Museum in Wakita in Oklahoma and then come back down in Tulsa and then just fly home from Tulsa. So that'll be like a week in September. I feel, so that's I feel like a lot of horror movies happen on Route 66. So maybe don't <laughs> drive at night. I don't know. I feel no, like we'll scary stuff happens. Yeah, we'll drive it through yeah. there and then we'll stay in a, a little hotel at night and stuff. So it'll be, it'll be no, fun. We, I love that stuff. We are not, we did not do a holiday this summer, but um, my experience just surprised us and said that they're taking everyone to Hawaii next summer. Nice. So that's exciting. So yeah, that's that'd be something cool. to plan for. So, yeah. 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 All right. Next up, we've got Tori. She says, at first, I was so surprised and happy. Then I cursed under my breath. I had the same argument with my best friend 24-7. But after four days of soul-crushing anger, I finally decided my top five duos. Well, listen, Tori, <laughs> we are not trying to stress anybody out with we, we don't want We don't want to crush anyone's souls here. No. Uh, number five is Mike and Will. Even though we didn't see Will that much during season one, but Mike and Will seem like they're best friends and would do anything together. I wish we would see more of this in season five. Number four. 
Hopper and Enzo, where to start? They have an amazing friendship that reminds me of my relationship with my friends. Are you in a prison? Yes, like, let's, let's, let's hope you're not in a prison yeah. with a Russian Especially <laughs> my best friend. Enzo is like a second remake of Hopper, but not exactly like, yeah, he's like the Russian ver- version of Hopper. Yeah. I really hope we see Enzo in season five. I actually do too. I do too. I really, yeah. I might actually, feeling, that might, maybe. I, I think don't that's think a, we will, but I would I think like it's it. a maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the hardest choices, the top three. Number three, Stephen Robin from season three. Everyone should probably know why Steve and Robin are in top three, but I should explain some things. They are amazing friends, and Steve is so accepting to Robin. I would like to think that Steve's character arc is mostly because of Robin. Mm-hmm. Number two, Max and Elle. This relationship also reminds me of my friendship with my BFF. We should we would go to the mall all the time and talk about stupid boys at our school. I love how they form such a deep relationship in just a few days. I'm really excited to see their friendship grow even more in season five. And last but not least... Dustin and Eddie. They will shed flesh and blood for each other, just like my friendship with my best friend. I hope this never comes down to this. This is yes. There's this is a very dramatic email. We're soul crushing and we're <laughs> shedding anger. flesh and blood for each other. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> they have an amazing sense of humor with each other, and I'm really gonna miss them in season five. Munson out. Pause. Side note. Have you seen that stupid account that is like it? I can't even remember the name of it, but it's like stranger things tv or stranger mm-hmm. i don't know they make it look like it's a legit account for people that aren't like super into the fandom yeah and then it's a fake poster saying um season five he returns oh, yeah i've seen edited. tons of i've seen tons of like fake posters and stuff like that i, I don't know Guys, if I've seen that one and like, like so many people are like yes they're so excited yeah. oh, I'm like, thank god yeah no he's not no. he's nope. never coming back nope okay <laughs> next one I know. Next one is from Stefan. Hello, Whitney and Colin. Before I get to the top five, I wanted to share some thoughts on Karen Wheeler, who for me is one of the most fascinating side characters, the side characters of the show. And that's because she's the only parent besides Joyce, of course, who isn't portrayed completely one dimensional. She's portrayed as maybe a typical mother of that time. On the one hand, unhappy with her uneventful life as a housewife and longing for more. And on the other hand, so full of love for her family. I think my mom wasn't that different back then without the gross Billy stuff, of course. It's that struggling between her different roles that makes it so credible and so easy to comprehend her actions. Kudos to the Duffers for that. Now, my top five. Number five, Steve and his baseball bat, for obvious reasons. That's a good one. I like that. That is a good one. Number four, Max and Lucas. The two are just adorable together. Number three, Joyce and Hopper. The aggression between the two, driven by pure unexpressed love, is so hilarious in season three. And their reunion in season four just made me cry. It was so beautiful. Number two, Mike and Elle. The way Mike's helping Elle when he finds her just expresses what a great character he is. Throughout all the seasons, we see the two struggling with each other, but also depending on each other. It's not a sweet love story, but a story with ups and downs, which makes it realistic for a teenage romance. And number one, surprise, surprise, says Stefan, Mike and Will. Regardless of whether they love each other or it's just coming from Will, in the place, in the first place, they just have a great and also realistic best friendship, which is tested during the time of growing up, developing new interests and stuff. I just hope we will find them, we will see them finding their old bond in season five and maybe kiss, but that's just a subway, she says. Honorable mentions go to Steve and Robin, perfect fellow sufferers, and also to Jonathan and Will, perfect brothers. Thank you, Stefan. All right, next up, we've got Dax. He says, hey, Colin and Winnie, it's Dax from Utah again. This is my top six duos of Stranger Things. Six. Six. You almost made the cut of not getting red, Dax. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, the person that's in seven. Yeah, they didn't get, they're not getting their email read. Okay. 
Number six, Joyce and Hopper, seasons one through four. Number five, Eddie and Dustin, season four. Number four, Nancy and Jonathan, season two. Number three, Murray and Alexi, season three. Number two, Dustin and Steve, season two. And number one, Stephen Robin, season three. P.S. The Susie stereotypes in season four really isn't that far off. <laughs> I know several families that almost look identical to Susie's. The big family with a strict dad is very common where I'm from, and I don't live too far from Salt Lake City, which is why the Susie storyline is so funny to me and my friends. Thanks, you guys, for this podcast and all that you put into it, Dax. Thank you, Dax. Next one is from Eve. Hey, Colin and Whitney, hope you both are doing okay and enjoying your summer break. I decided that for the purpose of peace among listeners in our Discord channel, I am not going to focus entirely on ships in this episode, (laughs) just to save us all from any accidental ship wars that we may entice. So my top five duos will be a mix. Number five, Steve and Robin. Good Lord, Steve and Robin are perfect as friends. They bring so many lighthearted moments to the show, and it's really nice to see them interact on screen, knowing that they are the one pairing Netflix will never turn into an unnecessary couple. Number four, Joyce and Hopper. Yes, I am a proud Jopper shipper. Joyce and Hop always seem to be on exactly the same page, whether that involves the safety of the kids or their own safety. Plus, Winona and David's chemistry on screen is incredible to watch. I think it's safe to say these characters were made for each other. Number three, Brenner and Eleven. I can explain. I haven't gone Mm -hmm. mad. While Brenner was clearly responsible for the trauma Elle suffered, and I hate him for it, the flashbacks in season one and the episodes in season four that showed Elle and Brenner as a reluctant, fragile team working towards a common goal gave me chills. I love this pairing because of the danger and fear it it ignited in me while watching it, as Brenner was so unpredictable and Elle was so desperate to get away, but was also aware of what she could achieve if she stayed. Number two, that's a good point, actually. Number two, Mike and Eleven. Yes, I'm kind of biased here What with my position as I'm Eleven, but you can't deny that this is one of the best series pairings. Mike and Elle's relationship is complicated, but by keeping them as an important duo, we get to see the relationship grow and change. Mike is always so supportive of Elle, even if sometimes he makes mistakes, and Elle is clearly devoted to Mike, even if she sometimes does. They show, they show that nobody is perfect in a relationship in real life, and they are just too cute together. And then number one, Eleven and Max. Undoubtedly the best duo, in my opinion. Max was amazing to Elle, and she really showed her how to grow up and become her own person. She really didn't treat Elle differently because of her past. It was also clear from the start of season three that Elle trusted Max and was happy that she could be herself around her. See you on the other side, Eve in the UK. Thank you, Eve. Thanks, Eve. Next up, we've got Harriet. She says, hey, Colin and Winnie, I had a super hard time deciding on my top five duos. Like, do I include Jonathan, even though I could care less about him? Or do I double up on Steve duos? I would, <laughs> I also could care less, could not care less about Jonathan. <laughs> like, just, I mean, to be honest, we could get rid of all the buyers, except for Joyce, in my opinion. I'd be good. <laughs> She's the only one I want to keep. Anyways, here are Harriet's duos, without further ado. She says, number five, Lucas and Max. Number four, Stephen Dustin. Three, Murray and Joyce. Two, Max and L, And one, Stephen Robin. Also, it's a bit late, late, but happy Speak Now Taylor's version release. Oh, yes. We were <laughs> yes, that's true. all over that. It's insane that it originally came out when I was a few months old. That is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Real old. <laughs> right. And now it's been re-released when I can fully appreciate it and commit most of the lyrics to memory. I've been listening to Taylor on repeat these past few weeks. I think it's probably an obsession at this point, but who cares? That's all I've got. Love Harriet. I think she's doing 1989 next. I don't don't know how she's going to do that though, because it was relatively recent and it's, it's a very modern sounding. It's going to be kind of weird. We know why she's doing all this. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, you know, and they don't change a whole lot. I understand that. No. You know, yeah. 
So well, I guess you just add some, but I do think because in, in the, what's the video that came out? Um, I can see you. Is that yeah. the, mm-hmm. at the end, yep. I think, isn't it the end they drive off and they go towards 19, it says 19 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. on the yeah. sign. Yeah. 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 So yeah. That's All right. Next one's Doug. Hi, 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 Whitney and Colin. Fun sidebar first. Been rewatching season two with the daughters. And last night we came to the lost sister. Hadn't rewatched that one in quite some time, so I went into it with a positive attitude. My oldest was staunchly against it, though, and wanted to skip it. Boy, oh boy, we should have listened. That episode is some hot garbage. Worse than I remembered. It's really bad. Mentioning it, though, because later on I listened to your podcast on it, and I had some good laughs at Colin's inability to maintain a positive attitude as you discussed it. That's true. Mm -hmm. Okay, top five duos. Tommy and Carol. Man, Mm -hmm. I hate them. Wanted to mention them, though, because they're definitely accomplished what they're meant to do and then some. Next one is Argyle and Eden. I just love those few moments they have together. Oh, you tell her, Eden. <laughs> Next one is Max and Lucas. When they're sweet to each other, it's some of the most endearing scenes in the series. And I love them singing the never-ending story theme at the end with um, mm-hmm. when a dozen. And then Steve and Robin, super funny, super touching. I like how they keep each other in check, but also accept each other for who they are when they're who they are deep down. And then finally, Hopper and Eleven, my favorite relationship in the show. When thinking about this list, it really sunk in that what makes a show great above the adventure, suspense, nostalgia, et cetera, are other relationships. And there are so many good ones. This one, I think, is the most powerful. A once shattered man who lost his daughter, an abused young girl who never knew the unconditional love of a parent. They both make mistakes and learn from each other. They each provide redemption for the other. It's just so beautiful. Also, whoa. I just stumbled on your YouTube videos for the podcast for the first time. How fun. You both look exactly how I pictured you in my head. Sorry that that this is weird. It's late. I thought it was funny because I envisioned Colin as Huey Lewis-like. Thanks again, (laughs) Doug, in Buffalo. Well, that's good. (laughs) It is always weird when you hear somebody's voice and then you see them and you're like, oh, that is not what I thought. That's not at all what I pictured. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like Huey Lewis, though. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Excuse me. Next up. I'm drinking a smoothie and it's cold. And when I drink like ice cream stuff, it makes my throat. That's yeah, why not, I'm like, not probably a great choice, but that's okay. No, I'm but having, I was I'm having water. So, you know, <laughs> no, I was like, I want something sweet and I yeah. had frozen bananas. So there you go. Okay. Next up, we've got an email from Caden. He says, Hey, Colin and Winnie, I hope you're doing good. I haven't seen it, sent an email in a while. And I'm excited to talk about these dynamic duos. Five has to be Joyce and Hopper. They complement each other so well. Four will be Chrissy and Eddie. They were not together a lot, but they had a really good chemistry. Three, Max and Elle. They are such good friends, even though Max may be a slight bad influence on Elle, but who cares? Two is Robin and Steve. Their arc of friendship is really good. They bounce off each other really well. Plus, I can sort of relate to Steve as I used to have a crush on a girl. And then when I told her, she told me she was a lesbian now. Mm. Oh, it says, told me she was a lesbian. Now we are just really good friends. There you go. Number one, I think you can all agree, is Dustin and Steve. They're such good friends. You can see how much Dustin looks up to Steve. And it's a really good, cute friendship. And that's all Stranger Things related stuff. The Five Nights at Freddy's horror movie trailer looks interesting. I know. Oh, interesting. I know Whitney likes horror. So if you haven't seen the trailer, I would recommend it. I've already watched it. I watched it when it came out. And I'm Mm -hmm. actually very excited about it because I haven't seen Josh Hutcherson. In ages. Yeah, right. I know. And he's a Kentucky boy. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. I think I did know Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. It looks pretty good. I'm excited for it. Hope this email helped fill the deep, dark void. Kaden, we will post a link to the trailer if you want to watch the yep. Five Nights at Freddy's. And That's you know good. what's funny? Did you guys have showbiz pizza mm-hmm. when you were little? Yep. 
Friday Nights is Freddy's is like a haunted showbiz pizza. Yeah, it's like Chuck E. Cheese or one of those. Yeah, that kind of same kind of idea. Excuse me, it's but, Charles E. Entertainment. Charles Entertainment Cheese, right? Charles yeah. Charles Entertainment <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> okay, so I did a quick tabulation. Those are it for the uh, duos emails. We got a couple extra other emails to get to in a second, but. So just kind of a quick non-scientific uh, tabulation of the overall rankings of the duos at number five, Eddie and Chrissy, number four, Dustin and Eddie, number three, Joyce and Hopper, number two, Dustin and Steve, and the number one top five duo, according to our readers and ourselves, or listeners, I guess, is Steve and Robin. So there is your duos episode. And now we have a couple other emails to get to. One is um, another one from Penny. She said, hi, hey, Colin and Whitney. I just heard the Indiana Jones episode and thought it was great. Whitney, I agree. David would make David Harbour would make a great indie. He would. With, would, yeah. To do with Karen Wheeler, I think she's a great mother who, like most people, has her flaws. I particularly dislike the character in season three when she's having swimming lessons with Billy. I really think the theory about her being somehow related to <laughs> Hey, Penny, to Henry, have you been to our Discord server lately? <laughs> <laughs> I really think the theory about her being somehow related to Henry Creel is interesting, especially when you can see her above the Creel house on the season four posters. Whereas Joyce is in Russia and Ella's in California, et cetera. It's interesting. Also, side note, I think a deep dive on Joyce or Jonathan would be really cool. So I'm sure we will well, get to them eventually. Yeah. There's a whole theory that Karen is, um, I think it was like, is Karen Brenner's sister hmm. or something? I can't remember. But yes, Penny, they they gave us hope that they're, they acted like Karen was going to have a huge part in season four. Hmm. And she did nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Next up, I've got two emails. One is from Ryan. It says, hey, guys, this is my second time writing in. First time was 80s nostalgia episode. This is kind of random, but I'm really good at Stranger Things trivia since I've watched it like seven times and I'm currently watching it again. Bye, Ryan. Thank Bye, you, Ryan. Ryan. Next See up. how you do. Hang on a second. Well, yeah. and we'll see how you do with Stranger Things trivia. Yeah, you can play along. Okay, yeah. so. Next up, we have Troy. He says, big fan of the podcast. I found this podcast while listening to other Stranger Things podcasts, trying to fill the void between seasons. I have a question for you guys. What are your two bold predictions for season five? It can be things that you think might not happen, but would like to see happen. Thanks. Um, I don't really have any bold predictions because I don't I don't want to fall into this trap. And I'm sure we'll do an episode as we get closer on on theories and and you know I love a good the, theory. Yes, yes, we know. Um, um I would like to have Enzo come back. That's that's one thing that we've talked about. Um, and as much as I would love to see Nancy and Steve wind up together, I don't think that's gonna happen. It would be really cool if it did. Um, but yeah, I don't I, I really don't have any like you know, bold predictions or anything. And I should, and I've, I've thought about this for a couple of days since I saw the email from Troy, but I don't know. Do you have any? I I mean. I don't think it's going to end happy. I don't think we're going to have like, I, I think there's going to be. What? I think somebody's going to die or there's still going to be some kind what of. What about thing the Duffer saying nobody was going to die? It's well, I don't that. know. I mean, somebody, somebody's got to die. I mean, it's somebody dies every season. Many people die every season. So yeah, somebody's going to die. I don't think it's going to be well, you know, Steve or, you know, Nancy or anything, but, you know. But I, I don't uh, think I, we're going to get to the end and everybody's going to be all smiley and happy and yay, what a wonderful time. So I think it's going to end maybe not on a on a high or like a really bad low. I don't know, that's but... how Steven Spielberg stuff ended. was like all happy and... and... Yeah, we'll see. That's just, that's my bold prediction. So we'll, all we'll... right. So I think that I'm very, like, very intrigued by the whole 
when they went to the upside down, it stuck on that day in 19. Oh, 1983. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not think Will has powers. I know some people are like thinking that he has powers. And I know they're saying that it it started with Will and it's going to end with Will. And I want to say that the Duffers have maybe said that in in an interview, possibly. But I could see Will dying, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like I could see him. I will. I could also, if, if Eleven has to sacrifice herself, like and that's how it has to enter she has to go live in the upside down to keep it contained and she chooses yeah. like I, it is going to legit make me hate the series <laughs> i'll never watch it again duffers so just keep that in mind you have been warned yep okay let's wrap things up we finally have heard back from sophie d and she says guys she's alive alive so sorry i've been busy enjoying my summer yeah, whatever we're here <laughs> we're just sitting here checking our email whatever obsessively Okay, you got all got all the questions right. There were four boxes of Eggos. I thought we said five or three or whatever that Elle was carrying. I thought I said six. So who knows? (laughs) So so now she's going to do some behind the scenes questions. Number one, and I emailed her back again when I got the email just to clarify, and she did not write back. So we'll see. Which real life theme park was used to film the scenes at Hawkins Middle School? It wasn't a theme park. It was actually an actual school in Georgia's Patrick Henry School. Yes. So I don't know if maybe. She's combined two questions or something happened. They're actually tearing questions. it down. Oh, yeah, torn down already. But yeah. Yes. So number two, how long did Jamie spend in the makeup chair to get his full Vecna look? I mean, I, you've heard horror stories of. I mean, it can't be more. Than I know like six or seven hours. I'm going to guess. I was going to say eight. Okay. Yeah, it, it's just. I mean, good lord, you get there at four and, and make up until noon. I love the picture in with yeah. the Starbucks yeah. in like Probably full. Good. He back talked back. about that at Comic Con. Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah, I love it. All right, so I said six. Whitney says eight. And then number three, how old was Millie in season one? Eleven. Eleven or twelve, right? It would be funny if it was eleven. So yeah, I could. I, I want to say it's eleven. I think it's eleven. Yeah, we'll go with eleven. So. That's all for today. Until next time, that's from Sophie. And that does it for everything else. And then all big right. announcement. We have some news. Yes. So, and if you're on the Discord, you, Discord, if you're on the Discord, Discord, you're on the Discord. <laughs> if you're on the Discord, then you might have seen this coming. But due to the fact that it, the writer strike, it just does not seem to be going away anytime soon. I mean, I just do not see us getting season five until maybe 2025 at, at the least. earliest. Yeah, at the earliest, like summer of 25, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, we just do. I mean, I know we joke about it and we're like, we're going to do content, blah, blah, blah. There's not enough. Like, so we're not yeah. going away. Com- There's just not. I mean, we would really be doing deep dives on, like, I don't know. Bob the movie. lady that is taking the donations <laughs> at the Mrs. Old, old Mrs. Driscoll and her rats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stuff like that. So we were dropping it back to once a month and that way, hopefully I hope that that's going to be enough to give us, you know, once a month. Yeah. You know. And as we get closer, if we start getting, yeah, as, as is, we will ramp back up. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll go back to what yeah. we were doing, yeah. but for right now, in order to keep the show going in the me and not have like a super long break, it's better to do it this way. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to so, kind of pace ourselves and we'll see what happens in the, in the next year. Or so, and go from there. So, but also, also if you, if you're that desperate for us, we are on the, the discord server and you can come talk to us. 
Yep. Yeah. And on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Yes. Or yes. Or email so, us, you know. Yep. So our next episode will be on August 17th. So that is just, just under a month from obviously, you know, four weeks from today. Mm -hmm. So, and we're going to do something a little different. We're, we we're talking about this on the discord too, a little bit. And what we're going to try to do is actually do a live show. So mm -hmm. we, I mean, we obviously record this it's live. Yeah. So we will provide the zoom link ahead of time. And if you guys want to join on and we will give you, you actually, you know, the time and the link and everything yes. I know with, with time zones like Harriet and Australia and even the UK and things are going to be a little bit wonky and you're mm -hmm. not going to be able to make it. So if you can make it and you want to come on live and talk to us and ask questions and just chit chat, we can do that. And if you can't make it, we would love for you to record a question or take a quick video of yourself on your phone and email it to mm -hmm. us and we can play a couple of those. And we'll plug and it into the YouTube video that we add. Like, yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll just see how it goes. So, and um, also you can, I, I know we've got a lot of littles that listen and maybe their parents aren't comfortable with them showing their face like that. We have the can like we can make it so that we don't show your face like the kit. You can just have your voice like the yeah. camera. It'll However you want to do it, name. whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. makes you comfortable. So we yeah. will uh, just stay tuned to our Facebook and Twitter and Discord okay. and stuff. And we will give you more information as we get closer. But look yeah. forward to that. So that is on August 17th. And you can get us anything you want to ask or talk about or whatever by August 13th. And we will try to coordinate everything in time for the August 17th episode. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. So that does it for this episode. I want to thank everybody for listening for as long as you have and that have kept us going for as long as we have. So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Discord. You can email us at scoopsahoypod at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, we would love it if you shared it, left us a review, especially on iTunes, because that helps us get in front of other potential listeners like yourself. So we want to make this, we want to make this family bigger. Is what yeah, absolutely. So as always, I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Clips and official score are the property of Netflix. It's another music by Blue Mountain Square from Pixabay.